Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stone. Believe Podcast, the network for professionals. Get them uh, wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, like I said, uh, anywhere that they're available. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Stone Sports. So just going to recap uh, the couple games we've seen this week involving Tobacco Road teams, uh, and then look ahead to this uh, to this weekend as well. Will be a uh, relatively uh, short episode. I actually had uh, COVID uh, a couple weeks ago. Been dealing with some of the uh, kind of post symptoms of that, so not sure how long I'll uh, I'll actually be able to uh, to talk. But we'll do the uh, the best that we can. But uh, Wake Forest on the road at North Carolina on uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, really a pretty good game. I mean, Wake actually led at the half, 33-31. UNC just ended up uh, being too much in the second half. Uh, and a big reason for that, I, Wake has got to have a third person step up. Uh, Isaiah Musius and David Williamson, they both they both went crazy. 27 points apiece. They scored 54 of the 73. Uh, you know, and <laughs> uh, Wake only got eight points off their bench. They turned it over. 20 times. Uh, I mean, they really they really played a pretty good game against UNC. If you you know, besides the turnovers, uh, the turnovers were a big difference. Uh, you know, UNC only had 12 turnovers; they had 18 assists. Uh, but you look at the numbers; otherwise, it pretty somewhat similar. Uh, Wake hit 13 threes, whereas UNC only hit three. So that was their advantage there. The free throw line, nobody held a big discrepancy. You know, UNC was uh, a little better overall from the field to be expected since they're a uh, a bigger team. But Wake even did a good job battling on the boards. I mean, they only got out-rebounded by a huge UNC team, 38-36. to But the big thing for, for Wake, and, and they continue to battle. I mean, they are eventually, as I said last week, eventually they are going to pull an upset on somebody that they shouldn't beat. Um but the, the big thing for them is they, they need a third person to step up and help Musius and Williamson because those two guys have been have played unreal. Uh, you know, 27.7 rebounds for Musius, 27.5 assists for Williamson. Uh, they both shot over 50% from the field. Musius hit seven threes, Williamson seven of 12, and Williamson was three of six. The, the big thing in their development right now is figuring out who that third person can be for them, uh, and also just taking better care of the ball. Uh, the the starters for Wake only committed, you know, ten of those turnovers actually, or nine of those turnovers. Uh, whereas, whereas you know the bench <laughs> in the limited minutes they saw committed ten turnovers, uh, and that's just uh, that that's a problem. You can't uh, you know you're not getting huge minutes out of your bench. You're not even getting great production off your bench in this game, especially you only got eight points. Uh, they can't come in and lose the game for you. And that's, that's kind of essentially what happened for Wake uh, against, uh, against UNC. But look, it, we talked about, you know, before the season, the big thing for this Wake team and coach Forbes was how do they play? Do they battle? Do they continue to play hard? And that, that is, there's no question. That's what this Wake team has done so far this uh this season. So I know they're 0-6 in conference play. That's obviously discouraging anytime you look at it, but I, I really think they are heading uh in the right direction and, and just really need to stay the course. But they need one person to step up and help those two guys 
Williamson and Musius if uh, if they're going to make uh, you know big strides towards the end of the season. Uh, now for UNC, this is this is one of their better games as a team actually, even though they only won by seven points. Just the the point distribution. You had four guys in double figures, six guys that scored at least seven points. Uh, that, that's big for this uh, for this UNC team. And this is one of the worst games for for Dayron Sharp, who a lot of times has been the best player on the floor for the Heels. He only had four points and uh, and six rebounds. Uh, but you know you you had you know, Caleb Love ends up scoring twenty points. Uh, Armando Baycott had 18 points, six rebounds. Garrison Brooks, 10 points, seven rebounds. Uh, and for Caleb Love, this was a growth game. Like this might be the game that finally gets him to break out. And him and RJ Davis even had 13 points on four of seven from the, uh, from the field. Uh, you know, neat, between the two of them, they only turned it over four times. That's been a big problem for, uh, for UNC this season. So, so for UNC, this really was a growth game, even though they only won by seven points. Just the way they played, taking care of the ball, uh, you know, the freshman stepping up, scoring 33 points between the two of them, the freshman guards, that is, because that's been a big concern. Uh, you know, Leaky Black continues to just kind of be the guy that does a little bit of everything, eight points, eight assists, six rebounds. He's their best defender. Uh, and, and they they really, I mean, you, I don't think you could have been much happier with this uh, this performance, if you're uh, if you're Coach Williams, I, like I don't have anything necessarily bad to say about it. If you're UNC, I mean, I, I guess you know maybe giving up 27 points a piece to those two guys, you would have liked to maybe shut one of them down somewhat. But it, it's hard to you know get too upset about it because they they really did play uh, a pretty good and pretty balanced game for the Heels. So uh, not a lot of uh, not a lot bad to say about Carolina. They even shot the ball. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say they necessarily shot it better, but they were more selective about shooting it from three-point range, and I think that's a sign of growth for this uh, for this UNC team. Uh, also, going back to Tuesday night, Duke loses on the road to Pitt, uh, 79-73. For one, Pitt is a much improved team. They're four and one in conference play, eight and two overall. Duke now three and two in ACC play. But the, the big problem for Duke is they just they can't. Defensively, they're horrible. Like that, they can't keep anybody in front of them. Coach K said after the game, they're going to have to play more zone because they just aren't a big team. It, it isn't even necessarily about the size. Like they, they aren't a big team. That's that's true. But look, even though they aren't a big team, they still won the rebounding battle in this game, forty-three to forty-two. It's more about the fact that they can't keep anybody in front of them defensively. So we'll see if them switching to zone more helps them out. Uh, as the season goes along, I will say the best thing about this game was that Jalen Johnson looked like Jalen Johnson. 24 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 blocks. I mean, he was he was absolutely terrific for Duke in this game. The problem, <laughs> hit 39 points come off your bench, and your starters combined only scored 34 points. <laughs> Wendell Moore also chipped in with, uh, with 15 points. Uh, it wasn't a great game for Matthew Hurt. He struggled from the field. Jeremy Rhodes struggled. DJ DJ Stewart struggled. Goldwire only, you know, he had four points in nine minutes and was two of three from the field. So he obviously didn't even play a lot. Um, but it, it, Duke is, it, it starts at this point for them with defense. They have got to figure out a way to stop people. 73 points is enough points to win on the road, especially. You have got to be a better team defensively and got to find a way to keep guys in front of you 
We'll see if the zone kind of fixes some of that for Duke. I don't think it's going to be a complete fix-all. Um, some of the problem is that they just aren't as good this year overall, but uh, they also, I don't think, are playing to their potential yet. So we'll see if uh, if Duke can uh, can improve. And they've got speaking of Duke <laughs> coming up coming up Saturday, they've got a uh, a tough test. They go on the road to Louisville. They get to go play a Louisville team that is coming off kind of a beatdown at the hands of Florida State. Um, and you want to talk about a guy that's tough to tough to you know keep in front keep keep him in front of you. Uh, Kalik Jones, Kalik Jones from uh, from Louisville. Right now, he kind of looks like the front runner for ACC Player of the Year at uh, at this point in the uh, in the season. Uh, and this is you know this is an important game for uh, for Duke. I think just in terms of momentum and uh, and team morale to an extent because uh, this this Duke team has just struggled. Uh, you know they they just every and every good team they've played has beaten them. Uh, Virginia Tech, Pitt. You know Michigan. Well, not Michigan State, but Virginia Tech, Pitt, Illinois. Uh, they've all beaten them. Um, so they, they've they've really struggled, and Louisville is going to be kind of cut from that same same cloth. And look with the ACC this year, it's a pretty balanced league. Like nobody's necessarily great, but there aren't really any bad teams either. So the schedule for Duke does not get easier over the next couple of weeks. I mean, at Louisville. Georgia Tech and Clemson at home at Miami and then UNC. So those those next five games, uh, if you don't improve, you continue to play the way you're playing. You might win one game the way that they've been playing. Uh, so I I think a big uh, a big improvement has got to come for Duke, and it's it, it really starts on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, and I think it's going to be hard to it's going to be hard to create that much change in a few days with, with going on the road to Louisville. Maybe we see it when they take on Georgia Tech at home next week, uh, but I don't know that we're going to see it against uh, against this Louisville team uh, because Louisville, like, like I said, Curlique Jones kind of looks like the ACC player of the year to this point in the, uh, in the season. Uh, I'm not sure what the spread will be. My guess is it'll be something like Louisville between three and five points uh, on that spread because – uh, like I said, I think Kerlique Jones is playing extremely well. I think Louisville's coming off uh, a game where they didn't necessarily look their best against Florida State on Monday night. And also they've had a longer week to prepare for uh, for Duke and get to watch what uh, what Pitt did to them on uh, on Tuesday night. So I like uh, like Louisville in this uh, in this matchup coming up on Saturday. Uh, in terms of uh, Tobacco Road, though, we do have a big-time Tobacco Road showdown Hopefully coming up on Saturday, uh, depending, of course, on on COVID. But because NC State's game with Virginia was postponed earlier this uh, this week, but NC State uh, on the return trip to uh, to UNC. My, my guess, because State won the first meeting, you know, UNC will be around a two or three point, two and a half, three point favorite in this matchup. Uh, and I like the heels. Uh, UNC at this point really feels like they're starting to figure things out. Uh, and NC State has kind of unfortunately you know hit the skids uh, a little bit, so that's a uh, that's certainly I think a uh, a concern for this uh, for this NC State team. Also, the fact that you know they haven't played in about a week, so I think uh, they they might be a little rusty as well. Haven't been on the court together. Whereas I think you know I think with UNC, I know Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, the way those guys were playing, they were they were the problem. Last time these two teams met when NC State won, 
they're not the problem anymore. Uh, so I think UNC has grown enough uh, that they will get a big win on Saturday over this uh, over this uh, this NC State team. I just don't think at this point, with everything that NC State has had to deal with over the last couple of weeks, the losing streak, COVID, I think that's a lot to overcome when you're going on the road uh, to take on your uh, your rivals. So I, I like UNC in this uh, this matchup on Saturday. And then Saturday night, Wake Forest will host Pitt. Um, like I guess I keep saying, I think Wake at some point is going to win a game. They're going to shock somebody and upset somebody. It wouldn't shock me if it's Pitt because Pitt's coming off a, a that's a big win for that program, a big win for Coach Capel over, over Duke. Um, that's a big momentum builder. It's easy to kind of be like, Oh my God, we just beat Duke. You know, that's, that's the, the program building win we've kind of been looking for. And then you're going on the road to take on a 0-6 Wake Forest team. So I don't know what the spread will be. I would guess something around six to seven points since it's at Wake in favor of Pitt. But I, I kind of lean, I don't know that Wake wins the game, but I do kind of lean to Wake having a decent chance in this matchup because it's kind of the, the typical, your typical trap game for Pitt as they go on the road to uh, to take on this uh, this Wake Forest team. So uh, going to be an interesting uh, week or going to be an interesting Saturday for uh, for eight for Tobacco Road teams. Uh, like I said, all four teams are in uh, in action. So going to be interesting to see how all four of those teams fare, particularly of course uh, with UNC and NC State kind of headlining the matchup at the matchups at uh, at two o'clock on Saturday, but. My picks for those three games, I like Louisville, I like uh, I like UNC, and I like, uh, I, depending on what the spread is, I think Wake has a decent chance uh, against Pitt. Um, I will tweet out what, I, what my picks are all, when the spreads come out on uh, on Saturday, so make sure you follow me at Ryan Stone Sports. I'll tell you what I think uh, the best bets are for these three games on Saturday. As always, uh, you can hear Believe in Tobacco Road at Believe Podcasts at Believe.com. Uh, also, anywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, anywhere that they're available. Make sure you tune back in. Next week, we'll have more on uh, Tobacco Road Hoops on Believe in Tobacco Road. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.